Hey friends, and welcome back to another episode of Thriving Thoughts. I'm your host, Dr. Sherry. If you are a professional woman working outside of the home, perhaps even in the corporate world, and you've received a diagnosis, primarily a medical diagnosis, but it could be any diagnosis, you've received a diagnosis and it's bringing up a lot of thoughts and fears and judgments potentially and thoughts about what other people are thinking about you and how you're thinking maybe negatively about yourself, this episode is for you. I met my new friend Stephanie Pinckney on LinkedIn of all places, and she has such a powerful story to share, a personal story about how when she received a diagnosis of multiple sclerosis, that she spent the subsequent eight years, eight years taking on, putting on negative beliefs about herself, lies about herself, believing what other people thought about her was true, believing then what she thought about herself as true, taking on an identity of not being good enough and wondering what was she good for at all. This story is going to resonate with your heart. My friend Stephanie has walked the dark road. She has done the tough work. She's been in that alone space and she's dared to take the finger from pointing it at others and blaming to pointing it back to herself and saying, how can I liberate myself from this situation? So if you're dealing with a diagnosis, you're going to learn how to thrive in the alone spaces of that diagnosis. Lean in, listen and learn from my new friend, Stephanie Pinckney. I'm excited to have you as a guest on the show today. I got to tell you, I am just incredibly blessed with the people that I have come into contact with Mm. through this show. Mm. Um, It is just, it's almost like it takes on a life of its own. Mm. I think of like the cotton candy maker Mm -hmm. and they, it, it's they just start to swirl it and then it gets bigger and, and it's fast too, right? It gets bigger and bigger and bigger and then it comes out with this beautiful fluff ball. Like that's what my podcast is. It's a beautiful, fluffy, tasty treat of so many wonderful people that I am just picking up momentum and meeting and yeah. I, I just love it. I'm so excited. So you and I met through, I don't even know, LinkedIn? Yes. I found you on yeah. LinkedIn. Um, and then I went to your Instagram page and I stalked you. Okay, that's you, right. You know, I, I stalked, stalked you. you. I love it. I love you that know? we can stalk <laughs> one another these days. I stalked you and it was legal. You know, nobody knew yes, yes, yes. that I that's was right. stalking you. Yeah. Um, but I just loved your energy. I loved um, just your motivations on your page, on your Instagram page. And I was yeah. like, I'm going to just take a chance and reach out to her because you know in, in this virtual world that yes. we have yes. you can reach out to people and they never reach back so you have to be prepared the virtual world can be a very dangerous place and i would just challenge anybody that if you're going to be on there and somebody reaches out to you you never know what opportunity you're missing out on if you mm-hmm. choose not to respond mm-hmm. yeah i i completely agree but i think there's so much fear and apprehension because yeah. we've shifted from that face-to-face interaction yeah. where I get to see you, I get to talk to you, I get to yes. look at you in your eyes, you know, yes. and kind of get a vibe from you to now online where your profile mm-hmm. can be fake 
You you know what I'm saying? You have all of these. What is? You know, it's interesting. <laughs> I actually had two gentlemen reach out to me on LinkedIn and said, hey, I'd love to be on your show. I'd love to be on your podcast. I reached out. We messaged back and forth, set up phone calls with both of them. Neither one of them answered. And I just found that really interesting because their their profiles don't appear to be fake, but maybe they... Maybe they didn't think I would respond. Maybe they didn't think I was serious. Or maybe they just messaged everybody and said, hey, I want to be on your show. Yeah. And so, could be you know, too. yeah, be intentional. If you're going to be on social media, be intentional about it. And develop relationships like me and Stephanie are doing right now. <laughs> so, Stephanie, one of the things that intrigued me when you and I spoke briefly was that your passion is to really connect with and encourage women uh, in the corporate work place who are, uh, who have some sort of a medical diagnosis Mm -hmm. that perhaps maybe even marginalizes them Mm -hmm. in the workplace. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's what you do, but the listeners and the watchers don't know why you do that. And so I'm going to ask this question and I think we'll get there. (laughs) So, um, what this, this season is all about thriving alone, learning to Mm -hmm. grow through an experience in which you felt alone or feel alone. And so the question for you, Stephanie, is this, uh, is there a situation, an experience that you have had where you have felt alone? Wow. I've had several of those. Let's figure out which one we're going to discuss today. Where do you want to go? Where do you want to drive? um, I remember starting out in the corporate world. I was really excited. I had gotten my business degree. Um, I was just elated about getting out there, working, climbing the corporate ladder. Mm -hmm. And in the midst of that, I got a diagnosis and it impaired me from being able to do the things that I could do for work. I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis Mm. and a lot of what I deal with, you cannot see on the outside. So, okay the nerve pain, the fatigue, Mm -hmm. those things you can't see on the outside. So here I am, a woman Mm -hmm. in this small company, which I was really excited about joining because there was so much opportunity to grow. And Mm -hmm. I have a medical diagnosis, but I'm Mm -hmm. trying to climb this corporate ladder. Yeah, I'm trying to be flexible in, in my job descriptions. I moved from the marketing department to the accounting. I was trying to show I'm multifaceted. There's so Mm -hmm. much to me, but yet I had this diagnosis that nobody understood. Yeah. And so let's talk about that. That one thing that you said, because I, we can dive deep into that. Um, uh, I have a couple of stories to share with you as we go on relating to that, but talking about, Feeling alone, especially in things that people can't see mm-hmm. when it comes to physical stuff, right? Because, well, let me ask you, how did you begin to navigate the stuff? How did you tell people what you were experiencing that they couldn't see? It was a challenge. Um, yeah. Because for a long time, I hid it. I didn't because? tell anybody because I was afraid that I was going to lose my job. Mm. I was afraid that they were going to stereotype me 
Okay. And not see me as an asset. Okay. But see me But a as, liability. Yeah, see me as a liability. Wow. Because everything was unknown. If I got up one day and I couldn't walk. Mm-hmm. If I had multiple doctor's appointments, which this stuff began to happen. Yeah. I was at the neurologist so much. Yeah, 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 yeah. They were trying new medications. I was feeling sick. I was missing work. You know, and when you're trying to grow your career, you're like, I can't tell anybody what is going on because what if they see me as blank? When Mm. I really have a gift, I really am passionate about what I'm doing. I really want to be here. And I didn't ask for my diagnosis. Of course, of course not. Right. Yeah. You know, but sometimes I was made to feel like there's really nothing wrong with you. Mm. It's in your head. And that's when I, after I began to share, but I kept quiet for a very long time because I didn't. And as an African-American woman, Mm -hmm. um, another stereotype. Oh, yeah. You know, for, yeah, for sure. I mean, I, you know, th- and this is just a stereotype of women in general. And I think it's, I don't think, I know it's elevated for African American women, but historically, I mean, look, the history, histrionics used to be in the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders. Like, yeah. if you were a woman and you had yeah. any kind of issue, you were histrionic. Right. Like Mm -hmm. that's just who you were. And I think I know that that's elevated in in the view of African-American women, unfortunately. Yes. And when Mm -hmm. you don't understand a diagnosis, Mm -hmm. especially one that can be invisible, that you cannot physically see unless I'm unable to walk and you see me coming to work Mm -hmm. in a wheelchair um, that then you're like, is she lying? It doesn't make sense. Right. And why would that be the first thing that we think about one another? So I felt I was always trying to prove myself. I was going above and beyond. I was bringing medical records. I was showing, look, Mm -hmm. this, I'm, I'm not lying. This is what I have. And I need you guys to be able to understand it from a perspective of Mm. some days I may not be able to perform But it doesn't mean that I'm not talented. It doesn't mean that I'm not driven. It doesn't mean that I'm less than because I have this diagnosis. And the majority of our office was men. It was maybe three of us females. So, of course, my female coworkers, Mm -hmm. you know, they have compassion. Yeah. Did they? (laughs) Because I don't know, sometimes women can be cruel to one another. They can, and I found that out the hard way because they okay. would say, "We, oh, I understand, I get it, but then they would talk mm-hmm. on the opposite side mm-hmm. of, I think she's lying. There's nothing wrong with her. Those papers are made up. They're this, they're that. And I would be like, are you kidding me? So I felt alone. Mm. Was there... That that's really really alone. So what what were some of the thoughts that you had about yourself and your situation in that alone space? I felt life was unfair. Mm. I felt that I wasn't capable. 
that mm-hmm. I wasn't good enough. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't just as a coworker. I felt I wasn't good enough as a woman. Mm. Mm. As a human being, as a mom, as a wife. So basically been, your entire identity yes, is stripped. It's like, yeah. what am I? Who mm. am I? What am I good for? Wow. Oh, oh. I know you are not alone in asking that. What am I good for? And so that's what I love about your story is that it's going to resonate with people who have a a medical, physical challenge, and it's going to resonate with women who are thinking, what am I good for? Because of other reasons. Yeah. I mean, you, when you get in certain situations, whether it's a health disparity or just something that you're going Mm -hmm. through in your Mm -hmm. life, when it impairs you, and you feel like you can't be your best. Yeah. You really question yourself as a woman. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, if I can't push through this, if I can't overcome this, what am I? Because growing up, all I saw was super women. Yeah. They they super exceeded. They did what they had to do. They worked multiple jobs. They, yeah. you know, they right. took care of a lot of children. Right, they, right, right, right. You know, they right. went above and beyond. Mm-hmm. And then it comes to me and I'm like, this is the, the stigma or the standard that I'm supposed to live up to as a woman that's strong and that can overcome anything and that has it all together. And if she doesn't, she doesn't show anybody she pushes right. through, you know, all of these. She suffers things. in silence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have all these standards and then yeah. you're dealt with reality. Yeah. So you're looking at this persona of what you're supposed to be. I'm supposed to be this Wonder Woman. I'm yeah. supposed to be this superwoman. But I'm weak. But Well, right, right. In I'm that moment, weak. I'm yeah. I am weak. There are some mm-hmm. things that I can't do. Yeah. And you just question yourself as a woman. I really struggled mentally. Mm. But and with just, your value and your worth. Yeah. Yeah. So I think what's um, really powerful about this is that any major um, life upset, trump, we'll just use the word trauma because that diagnosis is a trauma, the physical disease itself is a trauma, but any trauma that we experience, be that physical, spiritual, financial, relational, mm-hmm. um, career-wise, any any trauma, it does lead to us questioning our worth, questioning our um, validity as mm-hmm. a woman. I mean, I think of, well, there's just a number of things, but I want to ask you this, because you were thinking life is unfair. Um, I'm not capable. You know, what am I good for? I just... I wrote down several notes because I know these thoughts resonate with people. Um, I wasn't good enough. I couldn't be my best. I was weak. When you were having those thoughts and you were really struggling, they were, you were deep in them. How would you say that they influenced the choices that you made and the actions that you took or didn't take at that time? I stopped pushing. My drive Mm -hmm. really because of how I felt, I felt like it began to show on the outside from my appearance Mm. to just that drive to be and to still accomplish. It's like, Mm -hmm. what's the point? Mm -hmm. What's the Mm -hmm. point? I'll just 
I'll do the bare minimum. Mm-hmm. I'll look dark, <laughs> you know, I won't care about myself. I'll just, whatever. I feel like wow. I let me go. Mm. I stopped caring about me. And because think, you felt very alone in that too. Yeah. Yeah. And I when, think too, Dr. Sherry, I mm-hmm. really didn't understand that even in my weakness, I was still strong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, your weakness was, which I know we're going to get to, was forging you to be stronger. Right. Yeah. I didn't see that in me. It was like uh-huh. everyone else's words and my words, I just begin to self-sabotage. Like, mm. okay, that's what I am. I'm weak. Yeah. I'm So I'm you convinced yourself of that and then you started acting like that. Yeah. yeah. I embodied yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes that's what we do as women, whether it's mm-hmm. in a health disparity or not, mm-hmm. we begin to embody what we feel instead of pushing back. Mm-hmm. Instead of saying, no, 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 this is a situation. Yeah. If it's come my way, I can handle it. Mm-hmm. I can deal with it and mm-hmm. push back. Yeah. Instead, we embody. Mm-hmm. And when you take on that, it adds to whatever yeah. is going on in your body. Oh, yeah, for sure. And so then it, it, it's it's worsening the physical pain. I, I mean, yes. whenever we... It, so I like how you say that we embody what we believe. I always say, you know, as we believe, so shall we be, you know, yeah. from thought to reality. I mean, yes. that's, that's yes. the truth of it. So, so let me ask you, and thanks for being vulnerable and, and sharing that with us. Cause a lot of times people don't recognize that connection, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. connection between my thoughts and, and mm-hmm. reality. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you, when did you become aware of that connection? Because that's the first level of transformation, of being able to then use your, you know, supposed weakness as a strength. It's the first step in transformation to be able to recognize that one, there's a link between what I'm believing about myself and what I'm doing so that then you can go to the next step of, oh, well, then I can Mm -hmm. change what I believe so Mm -hmm. I can change what Mm -hmm. I do, right? So what was that shift like for you? You know, that shift only happened maybe two years ago. Oh, I love it. Tell us more. I I lived for about mm, eight years in okay. that dark space. Mm. Um, everything was my fault. Uh, every choice that was bad that happened, it was my fault. Mm. It's because I have a health disparity. It's because mm-hmm. I can't get up all the time. I'm a bad mom because... Mm. I can't play outside all the time and run around in the yard with my son. I'm a bad wife because I can't get up and cook mm. and clean and do the things, the standards that yeah. we're supposed to do. Yeah. And I remember just being in a dark space, being depressed. Um, my doctors were like, okay, you don't need to go up anymore. <laughs> Your depression medicine. You've got to find right. a way. They're like, you can't, you just can't. And I, one day I was like, what's wrong with me? Like, what Mm. is wrong? And it was like, I just began to go back through my life Mm -hmm. and I began to see 
how I had taken on all of these things that were not mine. Mm -hmm. Along the way, I had packed on people's attitudes towards me, how they felt. I packed on because I end up um, having to, they end up laying me off on my job. Okay. Um, I had to have a major surgery um, for my MS. And during my recovery time, the day before I was supposed to go back to work, I called, I was like, I'm all in the clear, I'm ready to come back. They were like, we don't need, we don't need you any longer. Mm. And I put that on. I'm not needed. Because it's about you. Because it's about me. I'm not Uh good enough. I packed Mm -hmm. on, it's almost like putting on a whole bunch of clothes. Yeah, yeah. I put on all of that stuff for years and I Mm. wallowed in it. I was so heavy. And one day it's like, Mm. this is not, you are wearing things that are not yours. Yes, yes. Oh my goodness. Okay, so this is like, chill stuff. We're going to get to that first. And here's why it's chill stuff. Because so on my Dr. Sherry, um, my Dr. Sherry brand, I do a, like a thriving thought of the week every mm-hmm. Monday. And mm-hmm. so I haven't posted the one for today, but it's an extension of the one from last week, which was everything that people say tells you who they are, not who you are. Yeah. Yeah. But this fits exactly in with what you're saying that yeah. instead we take it and we make it about us. We make it about us. So I was... We do. I was thinking about, um, so like when people criticize, when people say whatever, like you, you would own that then. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's lying. Oh, I, well, is there something wrong with me? I must be mm-hmm. about, you know, I'm weak, whatever. Mm-hmm. So um, it's interesting because I, I um, refer back to the foundation of my message is scripturally based, although I don't always talk about that. But um, one scripture in the Bible talks about out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth, the mouth speaks, speaks, right? Yeah. It doesn't say... Out of the abundance of your heart, my mouth speaks, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It says out of the abundance of my heart, my mouth speaks. Mm-hmm. So whatever I say has nothing to do with you. Mm-hmm. So for us to take that, mm-hmm. make it about mm-hmm. us, mm-hmm. put it on, it's, that is like the opposite of living life abundantly. Yeah. 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 So you, you become so heavy, almost obese. Because of someone else, mm-hmm. because of other people. You know, I I heard, right, well, ultimately because of us, because that's the choice that we make. Yeah. But I heard it, there's an interesting theory, um, a psychological theory about, um, since you used the word obese, I, I like that because that's a, that's a good uh, picture. Um, there's an interesting theory that uh, one of the reasons why people gain so much weight is it's a protective, a self-protective yes. measure, mm-hmm. because then I, I kind of create a buffer between me and the world and I can distance myself more. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is exactly what you're talking about. Like when you're putting on other people's stuff, you continue to put a distance between who you really are, mm-hmm. what you really, what you know mm-hmm. at your core to be mm-hmm. who you are. Mm-hmm. You're putting a distance between that so nobody could ever see that. And right. you can't see that because this is right. who you're presenting to the world. Right. Yeah. Right. That's so true. And it takes just as long as it does to put it on. It's that much oh. more work to get rid of it. Ooh, so when did you start shirking that stuff off? When did you shrug your first layer? It was rough. Um, Coming to the realization 
that it's me. I have an issue. Mm. I have an issue. And really admitting that, yeah, that was tough because it's easy to point the finger. It's easy to say it's them, they, 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 they. Yeah, 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 yeah. But coming back to yourself and saying, but I allowed it. Well, and that compounds those yes. things that you were talking about of not feeling good enough. Because then suddenly, if it's about me, then, oh gosh, there really is yeah. something wrong with me. I, but I like, to say to, I like to say to people, Stephanie, that when we make it about us, it's not about accepting blame. It's yeah. about freeing ourselves yeah. to free ourselves from yeah. that garbage because we're yeah. the only one who can. Yeah. Yeah. So it took some time. I really had to do a lot of soul searching, a lot of therapy. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I had mentors. I still have them in place. And it's a daily walk. It's a daily yeah. renewing of my mind, mm -hmm. reminding mm -hmm. myself of who I am. Yes. That there is purpose for me. Yeah. That I do have a voice. Yes. That I am strong. Mm. That mm -hmm. I am, you know, I'm not my diagnosis. Yes. Say that. You know? Yes. And we have to get that. Sometimes we go through things and we feel like that's who we are. Yeah. But it's uh -huh. not who we are. Yeah. It's a testimony for us to help someone else. Yes. And so in this past two years, it's like as I've shed... I have found purpose um, mm. in what I'm here to do yeah, and who I'm here to speak for, which yeah. are yeah. those women who are dealing with diagnosis, but not just health mm -hmm. diagnosis. As I said earlier, okay. a lot yeah. of us have issues, mm -hmm. whether it's um, all of us have issues yeah. at some level, <laughs> Something. if we're real here. Yeah. But learning to see the diet, see the destiny in it. Yeah. What yeah, is it? I, the purpose. What's the purpose in that? I got to tell you that that is, that is the most life-changing question that I have had, you know, for myself and why I talk about it's possible to thrive in any and every circumstance. Mm -hmm. You know, people are, people are like, but how can you thrive? Thrive isn't like. Let me click my heels and jump off the ground and, yeah. you know, have my kite waving behind right. me in the breeze while I run through the field right. of lilies. No. Right. Thriving is growing and pain is inherent in growth. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, mm -hmm. it's inherent in growth. And so one of the most life-changing things for me, um, and it, for me personally, God revealed to me that... Um, he said, Sherry, one morning, very clearly, because I was just praying for something. I'm like, will you please just take this away? Just take this thing away. Just make this thing stop. Just help me with this thing, right? And one morning as I was praying, he said, what if you stop asking me to take it away? And what if you start asking me to use it? Yeah. And my whole attitude changed because it did lift weight off of me. I was like, yeah. Oh, this isn't my burden. This is my tool. Yeah. This is yeah. this is my this is my vessel through which I'm going to share, inspire, encourage, teach, yeah. train other people. Yeah. yeah. So your diagnosis, I love that, is not your burden. Mm -hmm. It is your opportunity, really. Mm-hmm. 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 
Mm-hmm. So how how much freer, how much lighter do you feel as you daily practice that belief? Because it's not just something you go, oh, yeah, I got it. And yeah. then, right. It's so liberating mm-hmm. when you can really realize that what you are in, mm-hmm. it's for something. It's a stepping mm-hmm. stool to get you somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an opportunity for you to help someone else. Yeah. And that for me has been so freeing. Yeah. Um, and it's like, God gives me opportunities to share. Yeah. Like this and, one. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so great to see other women have aha moments. Oh, Yes. You know, or for them to finally have that breaking Mm -hmm. of, Mm -hmm. I get it. Yeah. I understand. That's what that's for. And I'm like, I went through all of the stuff I've gone through and continue to go through. Yeah. To help you have an aha moment, Mm -hmm. to help you have a breakthrough, to help you have some realization of, I am strong. Mm-hmm. I am somebody. Mm-hmm. I am beautiful. I am yeah. courageous. I am worthy. Yeah. All of those things that it does something for me. Like it, it yeah. just, it really, well, does. it did something for you. Yeah. And so to see it happen in others. So this is, this is part of, as I'm understanding it, what you offer to, to women who are in a similar circumstance to you is your journey, you offer this journey of this understanding of what have you identifying, what have you packed on as your own, mm-hmm. right? What do you need to shed as your own? And then how do you come to that aha moment mm-hmm. and then move forward from that using that diagnosis as a purpose, as opposed to a hindrance? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. that. So tell us um, who your, who's your ideal woman that you want to work with and what does that look like? I Do you coach them? Is it virtual? Like, is it one hour? Just give us a little taste so that somebody out there who's listening and watching says, you know, this really resonates me with me, but yeah. I don't know what, what does that look like? Yeah. So my idea woman is any woman who is in a situation that they feel as though they don't see a way out and that mm. situation has become them. Mm. It is my heart's desire to coach you to finding that destiny, finding that aha moment, finding that step yeah, so that you can turn around in your healing and your continual healing to help someone else. And mm. so that mm. is coaching, hourly coaching once a week. Okay. Um, okay. I do 90 day, I have a 90 day package. Got um, it where they, me and them come together through mm-hmm. mindful listening. Okay. Through um, learning what it is to help you with anxiety, mm. self-care, mm-hmm. um, really exploring where you want to go. What's your heart's desire, mm-hmm. where you are and where you want to be mm. and walking with you through that process. I believe yeah. every woman has those answers. Sometimes you just need somebody to help come along with you and say, Hey, lift up that box right there. Let's open that, that over there. Let's talk a little bit more about this right here Mm -hmm. to help Mm -hmm. you unlock those areas Mm -hmm. and really help you to grow, Mm -hmm. to learn 
and to grow. Yeah. Learn and grow. When we learn and we grow, we're not repeating those same cycles. Yeah. I've learned. <laughs> right. Now, right. my triggers. I've learned my yes, issues. Yes. I've yeah. learned those areas that are sensitive for me. So yeah. now when I see them, oh, yeah. I have another way of dealing with them. Yeah. Oh, I see that. I, I see that coming up. I mm -hmm. see that depression. I see that anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so what do I need to do? Whether it's mm -hmm. bath time every night, lighting yeah. candles, relaxation, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. breathing techniques, yeah. listening to music, yeah. finding ways to recalibrate my mind, yeah. recalibrate my thoughts and how I deal with those situations and starting a new path yeah. of not repeating the same cycles, yeah. but becoming, becoming yeah. that new, becoming who I desire to truly be. I, I think that's, um, it's, it's a powerful and, and relevant, relatable story to so many women I know who are, who are listening and watching. And so I want to ask you this because all of those realizations, all of those aha moments that you had, they could not have come until you were ready to focus your lens mm -hmm. inward, right? Mm -hmm. That's, and so that's what you help women do because that can be a hard place to look in the mirror and say, mm -hmm. how, you know, how can I free mm -hmm. myself from this situation? So let me ask you this in doing that, because that's a painful experience. It is. Um, it is. I've done it. I still do it. And it's, you know, that growth is not always fun. It hurts to look at some of those spaces and, and learn how we can do things that are more to our benefit than to our right. detriment. Um, tell us then for you, what's been the greatest benefit? What's been the great, greatest growth, uh, thriving moment for you because of your willingness to go through those alone spaces and to do the reflection? The greatest benefit has been me becoming the best version of me mm -hmm. that is possible okay. and doing it for me. Yes. Not for yeah. anybody else. Yeah. And for many years, things I did was for others. Mm -hmm. I'm now in a season where I'm doing the things that I want to do for me, mm. for me to be better for me, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. not for me to be better, to be a better mom. Right, right. right. You will be a recipient of me being better for me. Right. <laughs> right. You'll yes. receive the benefits of that. Yeah. Everyone else tied to me, my husband, my yeah. family, my children, yeah. everyone yeah. else will receive the benefit of me That's being right. better for me. And right. I think it's so important that when we are going inward, that it's true self-care. Yeah. That is yeah. self-care. Yeah. That's you oh, exploring. Yeah. Well, it's also other care. Yeah. It's, right? it's really, I mean, we want to get real, yeah. it's really considering yourself. I'm big for a long time. I used to love the scripture, love your neighbor as yourself. I love that scripture. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I do for other people. I'm this, I'm that, and blah, blah, blah. And I remember one day God just being like, but do you really love you? Right. And I was like, of course I do. And he's like, okay, well, okay. let's look at 1 Corinthians 13, the love scripture. Love is yeah. patient. Love is kind. Love is right. present both. Are you those love, things with love you? Love doesn't Ooh. keep record of wrong. Love it. And I was like. Of wrong, girl, say that. How many of us are replaying something we did or said? He's like, you don't love you. Mm -hmm, you don't love mm -hmm, you. Mm 
-hmm. He's like, so how can you really love them? He's like, you're not really loving them. You're just no. looking for validation from them. Yes. Oh, girl. Like, That's not yeah. love. You're doing for them because you yeah. want validation. You want them to say good job. You want them to say thank yes. you. I appreciate you. All those things. But he's That's like, a when hard you, truth. He's hmm. like, when you get to the place where you really love you, yeah. you don't seek that. Because no, you, you already know that about That's you. right. You don't need it from outside. 100% correct. Boy, yes. that is that is the learning curve. Okay, I look, I'm going to ask you to tell people listening and watching how they can get in touch with you because um, I love your area of specialty and I love your heart. I love the fact that you live your message, that that is where your message came from, the fact that you've lived this, that you've walked this road. Mm -hmm. So, you know, this and, and the fact that this is not, I love, I appreciate very much how you said this is still a daily process for me. Yes. This is not something that I have overcome. I always say there is no, you don't overcome anything. You don't transform. You are overcoming. You right. are transforming. It is an right. active process, right? Right. It never ends. You never get to the proverbial That's other right. side, right? That's right. So um, people want to work with you. I know they do. And I know that you offer a, a complimentary 30 minute discovery call. I do. Um, where they can just, you guys can chat and they can see if they're a good fit, if you're mm -hmm. a good fit, if they're a good fit for what you have to offer. Yes. So how do they access that? How do they reach you? They can follow me on social media on Instagram. Mm -hmm. I am Stephanie.pinkney. My name is spelled S T E P H A N E E dot Pinkney, uh -huh. P-I-N-K-N-E-Y. And on there, okay. they can find my link tree, which will take them okay. the link to go and get their free discovery call. And it'll also show okay. them my website so they can read about me and see just some of the things that I've done and just see if we match. And then we'll do our free discovery call and then we can go from there. Love it. Love it. Okay. So... Do yourself a favor if you're dealing with a diagnosis and Stephanie's story, you know, resonated with you. She's the one to talk to. I mean, this conversation is evidence of that. So you have nothing to lose and everything to gain. Just reach out and schedule that 30-minute discovery call. Now, here's a question, Stephanie, that I ask every guest. Mm -hmm. And because this season is about thriving alone, if you could leave one truth with the people listening and watching about thriving alone that you want the listeners and viewers to never forget when this show ends, what would it be? Ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> Ooh, one truth. No fear. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid okay. of the unknown. Mm. Um, don't be afraid of where you are. Where you are is not a permanent place. You're passing through. Yeah. So oh, that's if, good. You know, if we really embrace, a lot of times when we're in those places, we do have a lot of fear mm -hmm. because it is just the unknown. Yeah. Um, but that's not where you're going to stay. Mm -hmm. Mentally, emotionally, spiritually, that's not where you're going to stay. You're just passing through. So don't be afraid. Stephanie is the real deal, y'all. I told you, she tells the truth, speaks it like it is, and she owns it for herself. So if you're in the position of dealing with a diagnosis and you need a coach, look no further than Stephanie. 
our conversation is evidence of her ability to not only understand herself and help herself and continue walking that road, but to help you do the same. Visit our website at stephanierpinkney.com. Again, unique spelling. All the links are in the show notes. Connect with her on Instagram and follow her for more motivation and wisdom about living life, learning and growing with a diagnosis. If you learned that it's possible to thrive alone because of my conversation with Stephanie and you're an Apple Podcasts user, would you please go on to Apple Podcasts, rate the show five stars. Even if you're watching the show here on YouTube, go to Apple Podcasts, your purple Apple Podcast app on your cell phone. Look up Thriving Thoughts with Dr. Sherry. Scroll down, rate the show five stars. That's all you have to do is click five and then write a review. One or two sentences. Listen, this podcast is available to encourage and inspire people that it's possible to thrive in any and every circumstance. So if you have learned that it's possible because of this episode, and this episode has given you hope of that, please encourage somebody else that might need to hear this same message by writing a review and helping us get in front of even more listeners who need to know that it's possible. Also, if you'd like to be a part of my intimate Thriving Thoughts community via text, all you need to do is text the word THRIVE to 540-369-2139. Those instructions are also in the show notes. All right, friends, until this Friday with another episode from me to you. May you choose to remember to always speak truth over the lies so that you can thrive.